to the Folsom Frenzy Podcast. My name is Jake. I'm here with Chase, Sam, Sirius, and a very special guest, Evan Batty. Evan's joining us. He is one of our all-time favorite buffs. He is an all-Pac-12 player when he played at CU, and now he's just playing overseas in Switzerland. But Evan, how's it going? We're really excited to have you on the show. It's going well, guys. How are you guys? Man, we got the goat on. He's uh, all-time. Uh, gotta be one of the. Gotta be one of the all-time buffs, right? Yeah. Super yes. exciting. Evan, we did a list where we ranked our all-time favorite buffs, and we were trying to track it down because I, I, I think you were pretty high on that list. So. Yeah, what was your list? <laughs> we're we're gonna have to track it down. Yeah, we'll, we'll it. find it and we'll repost it and, and uh, DM it to you as well. I don't um, want to hear, but... hear a list if Philip Lindsay and Josh got on the list. Oh, we got <laughs> Philip Lindsay. Don't worry, Phil yeah. Lindsay was across the board. Oh, for sure. Josh Scott, we gotta love, gotta show Josh Scott, gotta show Chauncey some love, you know? Chauncey's up there, yeah, for sure. Dude, I was a freshman, it was last year, and it was special, like, every day in the, uh, athletic department, it was special, bro, like, Phil was, like, different, like, Phil was really different, and you you could tell, like, just by the way he operated amongst the facility, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and Andy was operating off of like the Papa John's pizza from the UMC where right, I saw yeah. and and I was like, dang, that guy is working yeah. off. Like, like I remember one game he had like 41 carry. It was against uh, Arizona. It was the Khalil Tate game. It was uh-huh. the day after we, we had a meeting and he had gone, <laughs> he, had, he had a great game. That, that game, a lot of people forget he had like 40. Oh, he did. Like, he just outshot like Khalil. Yeah. Like, and I was, I saw him walking around like eating pizza. I'm like, dang, I eat pizza and I can go for like two points in my rec basketball game. And he yeah. goes, he goes out for three hundred yards. I'm like, it must be yeah. something different with him. Yeah. Funny story. Me and Khalil Tate played uh, AAU together, like when he was eleven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, he, 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 he occupies it. He was a hell of a defender. He wow. couldn't shoot, but he was a hell of a defender. Oh, he killed our defense that day. Yeah. That, that's no, a day he, that saved, no he saved one... all of his offense for football, apparently, when he yeah. ran for, what, 300-something yards. But, yeah. Evan, we are curious. So, you know, everyone who's listening is a huge, huge fan. But, you know, what's life been like after CU for you? Um, you're over in Switzerland now. How How is that? How does that compare? Uh, Switzerland is great, man. Um, so, after CU, I played uh, in Bulgaria for a year. I played in Bulgaria. That was a big adjustment from CU to Bulgaria. I was in a small town in Bulgaria, um, and it was it was it was tough just not having uh, really an outlet on things like to go to. You know, it's just like basketball, and then like you may have a restaurant, or and that's really it. So that was that was kind of tough uh, in, in terms of playing overseas. But now this year, I'm playing in Switzerland. It's much more uh, convenient. I'd say it's much more. Um, uh, suited for my quality of like my my style you know what I'm saying so um, I'm loving it you know my girlfriend's out here right now so uh, it's a good time awesome so one of the reasons why so many CU fans absolutely adore you is your story right so most CU fans who've been around who remember remember the health stuff that happened when you came in as a redshirt freshman um what, what can you tell us about what it took to completely recover from that and end up having a super successful career and now a professional career playing basketball? Wow. Uh, I mean, it was really just like, it's really just like being a normal kid. You know, my mom, uh, when like all the, like the, 
the medical shit went down. Like my mom made it a point that he, she was like, she he's gonna go back to school and like be a normal kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though he, he's having trouble talking, even though he's, you know, having trouble, you know, walking, not walking per se, but just not the usual walk. But anyway, um, even though he's having trouble doing those things, we're gonna send him back to school. He's gonna be amongst his peers, amongst his classmates, amongst his teammates. And um, I'm so thankful that she did that because, you know, um, CU has a speech language building by course, actually, well, course, CU Event Center, whatever it's called nowadays, <laughs> but um, by the event center. And I have I had my physical therapy, no, I had my speech therapy there, I think three days out the week. I, I can't remember, but I had uh, speech therapy there. I had physical therapy at a local you know, physical therapist, but, um, so, I mean, that five months for each of those, and, I mean, by that time, I was already, you know, back working out with the team, so. It's just incredible to go from having, it was a stroke, right, Evan? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's remarkable to have recovered from that, and not just, not just be a super productive member of the team, but a vocal leader. That is, that's why we, that's why CU fans have such a, uh, just so much love for you. And actually, uh, as it pertains to that, what what, are, what was it like being a vocal leader like that? Like, is it just something that was within you? Is it something that you cultivated during your time at CU? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a vocal, a vocal guy. I've always been a guy that laughs and smiles a lot. So, uh, I mean, people, I think people kind of gravitate towards that, you know, like laughing and smiling and everything like that. But um, it's funny that year, that same year, the stroke year, um, my teammates were so used to me being a vocal leader. And, you know, even though I was registering that year because I was academically ineligible, my teammates were so used to me being like a vocal leader and being up on the bench. And um, at first, at first, when I first came back to school, uh, after it, it was hard, you know, because I re really couldn't, like, talk that well. I really couldn't articulate what I was saying that well. So, and it was kind of, like, choppy. But, like, when I, I got halftime, my teammates still, like, gave me the floor and, like, you know, still allowed me to, like, mess up and, like, like gave me time to mess up and, like, stumble my, my way through my message. But even still, like, they needed, like, I needed that from them and they didn't need that from me, I guess. But um that was the year like gk tory miller you know all those guys but um yeah that was a big time for me and the big reason because i mean coach boyle i mean he he didn't he said i didn't have to play basketball you know finish out my career at cu i didn't have to play on the like on the court but um just being a like normal college kid the opportunity to be a normal college kid and go through my freshman year with my with my class, Deshaun Schwartz, Tyler Bay, Ken, Lazar, you know, go through freshman year with those guys. I mean, ultimately grabbing me back on the floor. Yeah, I'm I'm I think a lot of people will be curious. So you had a bunch of offers coming out of um high school. You were four-star um composite recruit, um, you know, Purdue, Boston College, Miami, who we'll talk about that beat down. In yeah. New York City a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but you know, you talked about your relationship with coach Boyle um, and, you know, just the other guys on that, on that team, that, that, that class that you were in was, was sick at, at CU. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious, you know, what was kind of the process in deciding CU over, you know, you had some great offers. Um, what was it about Colorado and, and maybe coach Boyle that kind of led you to picking Colorado? I think, Okay, so I mean, I'm not gonna go through like all the offers because that's pointless. Because you always decide to like cut your list down. So, um, you know, I cut my list down to three. So I took three visits, and I told Colorado. Colorado was my first visit. So I co- I told Coach Ball, said, "Dude, I'm a I'm a honor these next two visits." But you know, if it like you know, if I love it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I commit, but. Me taking the visit, I take the visit about like early September and took a visit, me, my mom, my dad, my sister. And it just like you got off the plane and you drove in the boat, you know, that drive in the border, you know, yeah. Like that just felt different, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like evening time when you're driving in the boulder, it just like it looked looked like home and um you know, I was the only one on my visit that didn't didn't commit. So Tyler Bay committed and and Deshaun Schwartz committed on the the Sean Schwartz already committed, but Tyler Bay committed on the visit. So the fans were like kind of pressuring me, like, "Hey, commit, commit!" And I'm like, "And uh, I said I'm gonna honor the two visits." And um, but more like more of the story. I love Colorado. My first visit, my second visit, Miami. Miami was actually my favorite school. Not my favorite school, but the school that I was favorited to go to uh, before I took the trips. And I got the plane and I toured around um, campus and everything. I didn't really like it. It's a small campus, a small campus, like 10,000 students. You know, I, I just didn't like the idea of being in a cage, you know, being in a closed campus and like all that, all that. So... I didn't really like it. I didn't like the facilities. Uh, I like the coach, but I mean, same coach, Jim Laranega. Uh, but I uh, didn't feel like the same sense of home from Miami as I did from Colorado. And, um, you know, I'm so glad I didn't go to Miami. Um, but my next visit was Purdue. And I, you know, I love Purdue. It was good. It was a good visit. Uh, it was. The facilities were great, you know, the like the team was great, all the vibes was great, you know. Actually my host was Caleb Sweating and, you know, rest, rest his soul. But, you know, he was a big time player at Purdue. And um um yeah, I mean it was a good good time. Um but I just didn't feel like home again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm like I'm from LA. Like I'm not uh, I'm not a uh, Indiana farm town boy you know what i'm saying <laughs> um i'm from i'm from la so that was my thought behind it you know obviously um you know i have a like a i had a pac family and you know pac is gonna be no, no longer but um my, my my sister went to oregon state my mom went to usc my dad went to ucla so um i thought that was really cool to be in the conference as well um so i can like play at like I can play in like in front of my family, you know, two times a year in LA. I can play in front of my sister one time a year in Oregon State. So that was pretty uh enticing for me as well. But ultimately it felt like home. 
And um, you know, I committed on my birthday to see you. I actually ended up calling it Colorado University because it's CU. So <laughs> but yeah, I mean it was good times for sure. That's awesome. And cu- coming from another uh Los Angeles native right here. Uh um, part. Yeah. Uh, I used to live in Woodland Hills, and then I, I moved out to Oak Park. So I played, but I went to uh, Sierra Canyon growing up. So I was I was buddies with like Cody Riley and like uh, Terrence McBride and all those guys. Cody, and I, I think uh, I think that same team that Khalil uh, Khalil Tate was on. Cody Riley was on that team. Cody Riley, Terrence McBride, Adam Seiko. Yeah, Darryl. all those boys. I grew up with the world. Me and the world, damn near. Was in the same bathtub, but um. yeah, yeah. I I had to build a toothpick toothpick bridge out of toothpicks and marshmallows with Cody Riley when he moved from St. Louis, and we we won the strength contest, but um, right. but it was a it was a lot of getting just destroyed in three two one by Cody Riley because yeah, um, yeah, but like right now, yeah, yeah. So it's like how like. Because you had all these friends that you grew up and played around, and they all made it to the same level that you did playing at Division One. How does it? How does it feel playing with those guys, but they're on different teams now, and you're at a whole nother level? Like how? How do you do? You just like switch off? Like we're not friends. We're on the court. Like how did you? How did you approach that? Yeah, I mean, you gotta realize like it was like this. It was me, Ethan Thompson from Oregon State. David Singleton from UCLA, Cody Ryder from UCLA, um, Miles Johnson from UCLA, um, Remy Remy Martin from Arizona State, Adam Seiko from uh, San Diego State, you know, Tanner from Bride from Cornell. So, like, you have all these big-time players, and, like, obviously a lot of them went to the Pac-12, you know what I'm saying? And... Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's not hard, you know, it's just competition. Like it's like it's in your your nature, you know, you like you're you're not wearing my colors, like it's on. Like yeah. but at the same time, like it, it's all love at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna like get into like a like chippiness battle with any of my like yeah. my friends, you know what I'm saying? Like But is there is there like more talk between you and the guys that you you're close with? Like if you're going one on one. Sometimes. Sometimes, depending on the situation, but sometimes, like, I remember I was playing Dave at UCLA, and I was like, bro, you're fouling me, like, <laughs> like, bro, like, you're, like, literally hacking, and we were just, like, talking shit about that, and, like, it, it, it depends on, like, your relationship at that point, I feel like, oh, and Ira Lee from Arizona was on that team as well, you know, what I mean? me and I was talking a lot of shit uh, when we played, but, um, yeah, man, that's a that's a hotbed. That's ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah. That's that's like I know people always talk about Brooklyn and New York as being the mecca of basketball, but L, it's um, hard to beat LA. It's just no. At so one time, at one time, you had PG, Kawhi, and Russ all from SoCal. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're all back. Yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. clips now, I think all three are with the clips now, aren't they? They are with the clips. That's crazy, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, Sam. Yeah. You're not a Clippers fan, are you? No, I'm a Nuggets fan. Okay. Let's go. I, I know. I know a Clippers fan though. Very, very rare. I, You've I know. Met one a Clippers fan? I I have met a Clippers fan. I know they're Clippers. fading. They're they're leaving. They're leaving. Uh, Mark Perry's Clippers. I think 
Mark Perry's a Clippers fan. I don't know how you can be a Clippers fan after the three one lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Speaking of the the LA Pac twelve connection, you mentioned your mom and sister both went to Pac twelve schools. What are your thoughts about the move to the Big Twelve for CU? Let's see. I mean, first of all, my condolences is all to all Pac twelve fans. I mean. <laughs> Did you see all the did you see all the mascots dancing around at the Pac-12 title game? It was like the last one and they brought they brought all the mascots onto the field and they're all like dancing and like then they're like hugging at the end because it's the end of everything. It was so yeah, sad. I, I looked at them on YouTube. <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't... <laughs> we'll send it to you. It's it's really uh, sad, but damn. But yeah, so rest in peace, my conference. You know, I had a good time. <laughs> I went to two Pac-12 Media Days. I had a great time uh, in San Fran. Um, Patro tournament always treated me, treated me nice, had nice, nice little gifts. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna miss my conference, but I don't think it was. I mean, once UCLA and USC departed, it was really just over at that point because you know they're the money makers in in the conference as well, like pretty pretty much. So, um, once they departed, I mean, you know, you have questions on who you're gonna. You know what conference you're gonna go to, and are you gonna stay? And I think in the long run, um, I think Rick, Ricky G made you know a executive decision and kind of just like I'm gonna do what's in the best interest for Colorado, what's in the best interest for Colorado going forward. You know, so I think that was that was what the move was about, really. You know, just doing what's best for the uh, CU, and I applaud, I applaud Ricky G. Totally. And now we're in a big time basketball conference, which is very exciting. Definitely yeah. the best basketball conference in the country at this point, which is very fun. Yeah, I'm excited to compete in the conference, you know. Um uh, I'm excited to watch you guys compete in the conference. You know, the young guys like, you know, Asan and you know, BD, you know. I I'm excited to watch them blossom over the time because, you know, I mean they're really, you know, they're freshmen, they come in, you know, your head's kind of spinning around and you know, um, but as they can progress and get older and get more experience, I think they're going to be really good. So, yeah, we yeah. saw so we saw BD at that pre get or preseason scrimmage and super impressed with his motor. He oh. just does not stop. He just does not stop. Oh, and he's long, long, lanky. He can you know, I damn near touch the top of the square. I feel like so. Yeah, and going back to going back to the move to the Big Twelve, you played uh in the the like the most famous Big Twelve basketball stadium there is down in Kansas, and I think who else, Chase, you were there, I was there, Sarais was there. Yep, we oh. all we all we all traveled for the game. How was that experience on the court? Because for us, it was it was it felt like magical in the stands being there. How was Ooh. that on the court? Ooh, that it's it's not far off to say. It's not even crazy to say that that's the best atmosphere. In college basketball, that is crazy. Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, I feel like the like the like the floor was shaking. Like when we were about to tip off, I'm like, damn! I'm like everybody jumping up and down. I'm like, like teammates doing the tip. I'm just like, damn! I'm like, you got to like really calm yourself and breathe. If you like let your like anxious thoughts over, like it's 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 over for you. You got to like really just like. 
I'm here, like in the moment. Yeah. And Tad, one, did one Tad thing, have one, any extra? I'm just curious. Did Tad have any extra juice? You know, being a Kansas alum going into that game, like was he fired up, or did he kind of let you guys have the moment? He has some extra juice. I mean, for sure. But I think he has some. I think. I think he has more juice after a loss. I, I I still feel like he just like obviously he wanted to win the Kansas game. I mean, well, we were number twenty four and they were number two. So I mean, obviously he wanted to win that. I mean, I I thought we could have won that going into it, but they just uh, Agbaji took over. Um, you know, uh, who else had a good game? I think Devon Dotson, CB Christian Brown was a, a little little baby at that point. Wow. Yeah. Well, totally we, we, about we, we can say we tried our best to the game from where we were sitting. We were up in like the 70th row in the back of this of the, yeah. of the arena. And we had like two guys in our group who every time Kansas was about to shoot a free throw, it's dead quiet. They would just scream as loud as they could. <laughs> so that, oh. they're like two, two guys the entire arena yeah. screaming out of their mind. And every time like one time the Kansas guy missed and we just had like 2000 people like turn around and look at us. I did not think we were going to make it out of the stadium. Um, but yeah, that was, that was our experience. Oh yeah. There was a, there was a few people around us that almost jumped that guy. Um, yeah. You could, you could, it, was, it, was, it was not just like, Oh, you know, yeah. who did this? Like, all right, here we go. I am so excited to get to big 12 country where people care more about basketball and football. It's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah no more wine and cheese, good. right? I think it's going to be good for just to see you in, in general, just, you know, all, all beneficial. Yeah. But before we, talk more about the big 12 let's reminisce a little bit more about the pac 12 evan what was your favorite moment there's obviously a lot of a lot of great moments right we had the team that would have made the tournament tournament if not for covid we had the team that did make the tournament and and that amazing amazing win over georgetown what was your what was your favorite moment favorite moment i mean it's got to be senior night you know that's that's not the question um but like it's a favorite moment, like not involving me, like not include like for so far pertaining to myself, is definitely Deshaun's buzzer beater in Chicago. Ooh. In Ooh. Oh definitely. my goodness. That was spectacular. Oh my god. That yeah. God, if that season that was, didn't get that canceled. was a hard fought game. That Obi Top was on that team. Dalen uh Crutcher. So that was that was a good team. That yeah, was a good that- team. Yeah, honestly, how old was how old was how old was Obi Toppin then? Like twenty eight when he was in his last year dating. That's twenty eight. He was nah, something he, like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> nice. That uh, that Dayton team, I think, would have been a one seed if not for COVID too. That was a huge win. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Kansas. That was like, I think we gave them their first loss or second loss, something like that. Yeah, it might have been yeah. first, honestly. Yeah. How about how about any time uh, uh, you guys beat Andy Enfield? Was that always a always a big win against USC? Because we know Ooh. Tad Boyle and USC's coach had a had a little Ooh. bit of spicy relationship, and it seemed that every game there was kind of like a fire for that game. Dude, it's crazy because I like we like my class in general like literally witnessed like the fostering of that like hatred, like <laughs> like like build up in real time, like. I remember I just got to the hospital like maybe two weeks two weeks out of the hospital. 
the team is in LA. So I go to the game. Um I go to the game my freshman year. I'm red shirt and I'm sitting now. I'm in LA anyway. So I go to the game. I think I think uh infield caught the timeout or something, tried to throw a lob, you know, like like game's already over, like USC already won, like tried to throw a lob or some shit. So now it's a little bit like, okay, like you know what I'm saying? So when they came when they came uh to see you to Boulder, I think some fan was like, because that was when the whole cheating scandal was coming out. And he turned around, shut up. <laughs> oh, um I, I don't know. Oh, I think uh, McKin uh, McKinley and Chemezi got into it kinda at the end of the game, uh, in Boulder. So like now come 2018 uh winter I'm playing now and that we we won at USC we won at USC at USC and we're going we're going to the uh handshake line or whatever and I, I don't know what coach Bull said but I think he said yes I hate those motherfuckers or something like that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like one of the USC coach ain't heard that <laughs> oh, I think it was. I don't know what it was, but I think it was just some uh, altercation. And you know, Nate Thomas and, and me, I was right there. I was like, damn, like, like what, what, what they on? Like, I, I know coaches from USC too. Like, it's my like one of my like um, like mentors growing up. So I'm like, dude, like it's not even like that. Like, let's just like we already won the game. Let's let's just go. <laughs> Um, so, so I know you talked about your class a lot. Um, so maybe that's, that'll be the answer to this, but when you think about your time at, at CU, who was your favorite teammate that you had throughout that, that entire time? And then a second question that's kind of related, but Nate Tomlinson obviously left, I think he's at Providence still. Right. Um, and you know, it seemed like he was really loved in the program. What were your kind of thoughts on, on his departure? Um, you know, what do you expect from him? And uh, maybe down the road, you know, a lot of people have talked about how maybe he'll come back to Colorado um, when Tad yeah. decides to hang him up. Yeah. Um, well, I got I to gotta make this a point. I didn't lose the game to USC until my senior year. I was sick when we lost that game. I, I was so hurt when we lost that game. Because every time we play USC, I gave it to him. I gave it to him. <laughs> But, um, you know, they had Big O, they had Evan Mobley, they had, you know, a lot of guys. And I never lost a game to them until uh, senior year. So, Was anyway. it that year? Do you guys remember we wore, like, FBI costumes, like, dressed up in our sunglasses? That was against Arizona, and... though, I think. Oh, is that Arizona? Okay. Maybe it was so USC. It's... I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. It's one of those seasons. But sorry. Sorry to get off track. But, okay, well, but... Repeat the question because all right. So two two distinct questions. So the first one we'll do um because you're kind of talking about the coaching. Nate Tomlinson's right. now at Providence, right? Do you think yeah. you know he was obviously loved by players? Do you think maybe right. he'll come back one day? You know, obviously he's got a bright future over in Providence. Providence is a great basketball school as well. Right. No, I think Nate has a, a really uh, bright future. In, in, I mean, just because his basketball mind, you know what I'm saying. You know, he obviously he's a point guard. So I mean, 
he sees the game from a different you know standpoint already, but just his basketball IQ and um his thinking of like his thinking of the game is is different. So I think he's uh you know obviously I had Kim Kim English as a as an assistant coach when I was at CU for two years. I had Kim for two years and now Nate's under Kim at Providence. So um those guys, you know, were really close when they were at CU and then they they carried that over to Providence. And I mean that's good. That's good for, you know, coaching staff to like um be locked in with each other and all that. So um I think Nate's gonna do good wherever he goes. I think he'll be a great head coach someday. And maybe go back to see you and co head coach. I like I would like that for him. Yeah, and you talked of- about you talked about uh, like basketball IQ. I'm um, talking about Nate Tomlinson, and we have another guy who's in Colorado who has maybe I would say the bit largest basketball IQ we've ever seen in Nikola Jokic. And right. watching you play, I was I always liked watching your evolution not only as a scorer but as a passer and like facilitating right. the offense from like the high post as you right. kind of moved on to your career. Did you ever watch Jokic and kind of learn how to play oh, yeah. as, like at, like use some of his skills? Hell yeah, did I? You know, I added the like my last, you know, I think my last year going my last year, I added so many like tough like Jokic shots, like a right right hand, right uh right foot fade, like you know, like just some like some crazy shit that Jokic puts up and, and makes. And I added some of that in my game. Just you know, because he's he's all touch. Jokic is all touch. He's all he has a, the same ability to dribble, pass, and shoot. He can dribble, he can pass, and he can shoot it. That all requires your touch on the ball. You know what I'm saying? To dribble it like you wanted to, you can pass it like you wanted to, you to shoot it like you wanted to. It all requires touch. And Jokic has insane touch with either hand. So going into my senior year, like my last year, not my senior year, going into my last year at CU, I was like, I need to develop my touch into a, into like a, an area where I just, you know, know – I can be anywhere on the court and I can dribble it, I can pass it, I can shoot it, whatever. And, you know, uh, I was with my manager, my manager, CJ, like before practice, after practice, in the mornings, at night, you know, whenever I could, that that whole summer and that whole year. And it really showed, I mean, I shot 50 from the three, damn near, so. Yeah, and then, so like, you can, like, appreciate those aspects of Jokic's game his basketball IQ, the way he kind of slows down the game. How did you also, I mean, I think you, this is something that you did much better than him is talk to referees and kind of like, <laughs> kind of get, because it, like, it, Very is topical. Skill, it, it is a skill to talk to referees as a basketball player, as it is in any sport, because you want to get your point across, but you don't necessarily want to get, I don't know, ejected technical. It's so like, how are some things that you were able to like kind of massage those relationships with these guys that have a really tough job and you see them over and over again. You want to maintain those good relationships so you get to the free throw line and stuff like that. Like, was there anything you, like, would always try to do with them? You know, I always, you know, I always made sure I was on a first-name basis with them. You know, I know Tony. I know um, – what's his name? I forgot, obviously. But <laughs> you know, Tony. everybody, knows, everybody knows Tony Padilla. Yeah, Tony is – that's my guy. He, he became a lot of hate, but that's my guy. And then that's my guy. So – um, nah, but I mean, you just kind of try to, you know, keep it on a first name basis. Never really try to show them, show them up or like call them out of like their, 
their name or like anything like their profession or anything like that. But just like if you disagree, you disagree, but like try to make your point across by not at the same time not being like like a step on your toes, uh, so to say. So I mean in that aspect I was kind of good at it. And I got one tech um over here I thought threw the ball at the ref. I like out of the ref, but like I threw it in his direction. You know, I had a um that Oregon team at home. Um flopping all over the place like Oregon does. Dude, they were they were like a small lineup too. So like they were Dylan really Brooks. Yeah, oh my god. They were really bad. <laughs> oh yeah. So talking about basketball IQ, we talked about um coaching a bit i have to ask this question have you ever considered going into coaching evan is that something you could see at some point in the future hell yeah um i mean if you, if you recall my senior night you know on my senior speech you know i kind of alerted or just said my thoughts out loud i'm like i'm like dude i'll come back and you know i'll start uh coaching here and you know, helping out around here because I love this school so much. So, I mean, it's always in the back of my mind. But I don't know when, maybe soon, but we'll see. I was I was sober enough by that point to remember that part of the speech. <laughs> I was on the floor. I was like, yeah, he's coming back. He's going to coach. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that, too, actually. That was a great yeah. moment. I, I caught up to your little level about five minutes after that. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Evan, speaking of coaching, the talk of the town this whole year has been Coach Prime. Yes, yes, Everyone, sir. everyone's talking about Coach Prime. We're hyped. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast because for the first time in many, many years, there was a lot of hype and a lot of people who weren't just traditionally CU fans talking about University of Colorado. So, right. from your perspective, what has been your take? You've been overseas. What has it been like for you seeing that the, all the hype build up and and continue to build? Right, it seems like the hype just doesn't stop, and it's going to be it's even been, better next year. It's been great, honestly. It's been great, you know, for true reasons. It's been great because obviously, like the the fanfare, you know, all this the fanfare and like that. But obviously, like it raises dollars too. You know, what I'm saying more viewers. You know, what I'm saying more. Uh, more jerseys bought, you know, you know, more opportunities for NAL for these kids. So I mean, in the, the day, I, I'm in, I'm in favor. You know, I was uh, overseas in Bulgaria last year when we signed uh, Dion, and then I got a chance to work every day um, in the athletic department this summer. You know, so I was in there helping out with uh, Abby Shea and NIL stuff. So I mean. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm still amazed that we he's here. I'm I'm still amazed that, you know, I feel like, like to me, I haven't seen the game. You know what I'm saying? I I was uh, in Boulder for the TCU game. Um, that was a fun time. Um, but I haven't seen the game live, uh, with the Dion coach team. So, I'm excited to see that whenever wherever I get a chance. Yeah. Do people ever come up and talk to you about? like coach prime and see you yeah. in, in Switzerland. Cause I, I went uh, to Europe uh, on a trip and people talk to me about it just because wearing a CU every time I wear something, see you out in LA or, yeah. or when I was on a trip overseas, even I was on a trip in Japan and people were, Oh, yeah. coach prime. Like, it's, yeah. like that never happened before to me. It doesn't happen. It hasn't happened much um, in Switzerland, but like when it does happen, I'm just like, dude, like, 
I understand. Like, but I, I, the school is, I went to the school too. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm Evan Batty. Look up who I am. And then, then we existed yeah, before, okay. right? We yeah. existed before. I have, a, I have a degree from the University of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am not a bandwagon. Like, yeah. Like, that's my response to like being like people thinking I'm bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's weird people saying you're a bandwagon University of Colorado fan, which okay. I, I it, was, it blows my mind. People say it, and I'm like, I didn't even think that was possible until because yeah. like not not because we've been we've been pretty bad in football. Yeah. Like, a long time and if you were if you were CU stuff you either had a kid that went there or you went there yourself or you're crazy or you're part of the, a little bit of each one of those yeah, but now yeah. like we went like I went to the UCLA game in LA and there was such a diverse crowd of people that may not have been to CU but who are now supporting CU and it was right. just so awesome to see like all the new C like there were more CU fans at the Rose Bowl than there were UCLA fans by far it was like 70 30 on their homecoming, which is not a hard feat at UCLA. To no, have but more it was fans their homecoming game. It was their, it home, was their were, homecoming game. Yeah, they were nice. supposed to come out. It was perfect, and CU dominated on the in the crowd, which was awesome to see. I just hope they yeah. can continue it going I, forward. I just, I just can't imagine playing like, like, like I don't know. I I can't imagine playing like college sports in like a big city. I don't, I don't know. Like you know, what I'm yeah. saying like, I. Yeah. Like the environment is not the same, you know. Do you think that's a big a thing for stadium. other recruits? Do you think it's a big thing for other recruits as well, like wanting to no, stay? Kind nobody of- should be. Listen up, recruits. Yeah, Listen we gotta up. get you on that, Evan. <laughs> yeah, nobody. Like the answer is no, but it should be. Yeah, you know, it, should, it should be a more talked about. Uh, like I'm not throwing any shade on USC, but like USC is a program. And it's a really good program that like doesn't sell out their games. Like you know, it's it's been some games there, and it's like the seats are open. Like yeah, it's not a good place to go watch a game. And yeah, we're no, gonna see not. we're gonna see in the Big Ten next year a ton of road fans. It's gonna be yeah. ridiculous. Like when you have those big, big brands, no, yeah. a Big Ten. So next year, oh, Big with 10, UCLA, you're gonna have you're gonna Got have it. Ohio State and Michigan, and oh my oh. good, they're just gonna but take over the stadium. They, it's gonna be they ridiculous. travel, and they travel. They Arizona travel, and Arizona travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. You get what you pay for, LA schools, right? So you want to go play in a big time conference with. Big right. TV views, and you're gonna, especially UCLA. I I almost feel bad for them because, I so Evan, I went to the the CU UCLA game not only this year but a couple of years ago, the last time I was there, and right. it was like maybe twenty percent full at most, and it was like the everyone was just like you know golf clapping for touchdowns and stuff, and then just went home. It's a beautiful stadium, but they just don't have. I've been so critical of UCLA fans on this podcast in the past. But <laughs> they're they're the they're the stereotype of wine and cheese fans, true stereotype. You know, love them or whatever. You know, all the respect to you, but it's just they're not they're not like traditional college football fans. I I completely agree with you. Uh, for sure, Sam. Is your background in C four C? It it is a C four C. It's the it's the Asian food station. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that's, how, that's how you know Evan's a, a day one CU guy, right? He can recognize the C4C. Uh, <laughs> just out there. I and we to, did. He's living there. <laughs> <laughs> we did want to share. Sam and I each have kind of a fun when we were in Boulder story that involves you. Mine okay. is more embarrassing. Um, my fraternity had a, a group called Low Hanging Fruit, which is a rap group for people oh, who don't know. Um, they yeah, came and performed at our house and you came to the to the party and I was so inebriated that I can't remember if it was you or someone else on the team, but I started spraying people with a fire extinguisher. But I distinctly remember that you looked at me and you were like, quit that. And then I just left the party. So that was that was my more embarrassing story. But Sam... Has a more romantic, may I, might I say, story? Yeah. I don't know, I don't yeah. know how to I was, tee that I, up. I was, I was on a date with a girl. Things were going pretty well. We were at the Spotted James, um, formerly whoa, the Wall. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> don't worry. Don't no. It's it, it, <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Don't nothing out of pocket. <laughs> no, I promise. I promise you, it's good. I promise yeah, you, it's clean. Yeah, but yeah, I, we take a little moment. <laughs> I promise. So I was just, a Spotted yeah. James. <laughs> We were we were just talking me and this girl and like things are going really well and like she was like oh do you want to buy me a drink I was like oh sure and like I was like wait and I was I was pretty far gone and she's like what and I was like I have to tell you something and like I looked into her eyes and she looked in my eyes and then I was like I think Evan Batty's over there and she's like what and I was because she thought I was gonna say something like romantic I was like I'm gonna go talk to him and I kind of just like left her there. Wow. And like you were standing on the couch, I was like, "Oh my God, it's Evan Batty! Like, what's up, bro?" And like we talked yeah. for like one minute about basketball, and I was like, "Okay, I'll see you later." And I turned around, and she had left, and she <laughs> went on her phone and blocked me, and never talked to me ever again. Whoa. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> you had your priorities straight. So. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, this we gotta take time out here. First of all, I appreciate the conversation. <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah. Conversation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, always show love, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk to me wherever you want. But I we gotta get to the, the real point of the issue. You went on a date to Spotted James. It wasn't that wasn't no, no, that wasn't that wasn't like the date. It was just like the date ended up. There. Oh no, it wasn't it wasn't the date. Yeah. No, it wasn't like do you want to go stand really there? Do you want to just okay. go be really sweaty next to each other for an hour? Yeah, that, that wasn't, that's, what I, that was, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, no, what are you no. doing? No, I'm not that crazy. Okay. But yeah. Well, actually, no, you are, Sam, because what's your favorite date spot you always talk about on the podcast? The tallest <laughs> escalator in Wyoming. <laughs> that, well, that is a, yeah, it should have been, that should have been the escalator in Wyoming. But unfortunately, this is not the only time I've done this at the Spotted James. I also oh. have a story where I did this, um, there's actually photographic evidence of me doing this because I went and talked to every football player that I knew yeah. um, and left my friends. And I was dressed as Dobby from um, Harry Potter. Yeah. So there's just pictures of me and me and Jared Broussard with me as Dobby, me and Nate Landman with me as Dobby, um, Brady Russell. And they were so excited. because like, Dobby's a little, little guy? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Miller tried to pick me up. He was like, he had just blown out his knee or something. And he was on crutches. And he was like, I want to pick up Dobby. And he like picked me up and like they're all just like throwing me around and stuff. It, it was so so much fun. Um, yes, we might need to start a new podcast just listening to Sam talk about out of pocket stories. That's <laughs> <You know? laughs> like a whole it's gotta be a whole new thing. All right, Jake, <laughs> save us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before we wrap, we gotta talk about this year's team a little bit. Evan, what are your thoughts with this year's team? A ton of talent there, but yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts. 
I think I think this team is gonna be really good. I mean, obviously, I was not hurt, but I was bittersweet per se feeling for Neek, you know, Colorado State that Colorado State game because I feel like he was I feel like he was finally playing like free, even though he's not playing for us. I feel like he was playing finally playing like as his former teammate, as his like former. I'm still like, you know, what I mean, I'm still his like his big brother. He, if you need something, he can call me. But as his former teammate, you know, seeing you know him play without any worries, and you know, I, I mean, for for whatever reason that him and Coach Bull didn't see eye to eye, to eye but um, you know, I was hurt by that game because I mean, obviously, we don't like losing to CSU, but at least Nick played well. So yeah, it's definitely bittersweet. Team, yeah, the team, um, like I said, they can accomplish anything they want to. It's it's all about, you know, their desire to not, uh, to not let success, you know, kind of put you on a higher up and kind of get to your head per se. I mean, obviously, like, we got to stay humble, like, uh, like cliche and all that. But, like, when you succeed, like, when you win a game, like, you do – I don't care what anybody says. You do get a little lax, like you get like a little relief, and that can't build up as fast, you know, as your will to, you know, get back to work. Because if you, I think, I don't know, everything you want is on the other side of hard. So for this group right here, I think it's going to be just showing the consistency for nine in, nine out. And that's been a big issue with Colorado basketball for years now is consistency. So we'll see. Almost wonder whether losing to CSU might have been that little bit of extra motivation. I get that CSU team was really good, but hey, right. back in what 2012 when they lost to CSU, they won the Pac 12. So right, no, for sure. It might be it might be a good omen. Well, Evan, if that was yeah, if, if that was any uh, indication, I uh, I think your future in coaching is going to be very bright. Um, you know, just the the takeaways and stuff you have there. But we are curious. So a, a couple episodes ago, we did our expectations for the CU basketball team. We all think this is a tournament team. This looks like a tournament team. After they absolutely beat the brakes off Miami, they really look like a tournament team. What are your you know what are your expectations? Where would you be kind of disappointed? Um, you know, how how do you think this team will finish both in the Pac-12 and you know in the tournament? I would like to see them, you know, obviously I don't want to put expectations on them per se. I mean, because I, I mean, I know I'm still, you know, uh, a voice of reason amongst those guys on the team. So I don't want to put like, you know, like I'm going to be disappointed if they're not like there at that point. But I will say that I expect them to, you know, reach new level I think I think this is the most talented team in Colorado history, you know, I think. Top to bottom. I mean it's hard to argue. I mean you have a team from 2017 who didn't perform well in the game, but on paper you have four redshirt seniors with uh GK in them. But um this team right here I think is like the most talent you talking about talent, the most talented team. NCU history, and um, they have a chance to do something really special. And so I would like to see them do something really special. And whether that's advanced to the Sweet 16, I'm I'm not sure what's the farthest 
what's the farthest we've been. But you know, whatever whatever is the farthest we've been to advance to that round. So like you know, make history and you know, uh, pay the way. You know, for um, pay the way for you know more success in the future. All right, so there we have it. Evan Batty calls a national championship for CU or bust. If you can play that in the locker room, Tristan De Silva, if you're listening, I know, <laughs> I know he always listens. You can we can put that on the billboard. We'll put that on the tweet. Guaranteed national championship Man, is boy, what you heard. Here. My boy T almost got a triple double last game. Uh, well, yeah, you got the song. Tad pulled him early. He was what an assist away. <laughs> yeah, Tad pulled him. I remember I had, I had I think I had like 27 at Utah, like my like one of my last games in the pack. I had 27. I think I came out the game or something like like midway through, you know, the uh, like uh, last half. I was like, dude, I have 27. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we back in. But um, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Gotta get that 30 piece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember like uh, when McKinley was playing. You know, oftentimes McKinley would like flirt with thirty. You know what I'm saying? And coach would like pull pull him out early. I mean, that was all kind of trying like a running joke with like us and the guys. The like, coach hater. You don't want to get us our thirty or something like that. So. <laughs> we need to we need to look at the stats. Did Tad Boyle ever score more than thirty points in his college career? Maybe there's something there. <laughs> it's <laughs> personal. Digging. Maybe he's just like envious. And... He's just trying to keep the Cody Williams profile low so he doesn't declare after this year. But oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Nah, Cody is oof. I, I had the uh the fortune of, of to be around him this summer for you know good good little time. And he's a special kid, a really special kid. Love it. Exciting times for CU basketball. Exciting times ahead, too. Um, but with that, Evan, thank you so much for joining us. I've had a blast just getting to know you better and asking you some questions and learning some insights within the program. So, yeah, thanks for joining us, Evan. Hey, appreciate y'all having me on.